Relationship Goals, football podcast. Episode 7, and it's the end of the season, Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> um, still a few big things to be talking about that's happened previously this week. Thought we'd start with the FA Cup final, which we played last week. Yeah. Yeah, do we know anything about uh, that? Arsenal won it. Arsenal did win it, indeed. 2-1 against Chelsea. That now means Wenger is the most successful manager in the FA Cup. And he, I, I'm very surprised of how long he's been there, which I learnt the other day. What, at Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah, he has been there quite a while. 90. Since 96? Yep, that's the one, 1996. So he's won it like seven times, I think, the FA Cup. So they've watched his hair go from dark grey to white. <laughs> that's honestly what it shows in the pictures. Yeah, it does. And he's got a bit more cool... Well, actually, he has glasses on the first when you first see him as well. And really um, large suits that don't fit. Uh, <laughs> there's a running joke that he has a large coat as well now that he can never zip up. Oh, yeah, I saw a clip of that. <laughs> you did. I thought you were going to say what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they won it 2-1, but the biggest news coming out of Arsenal is that... <laughs> the biggest news coming out <laughs> of us. Oh, wow. No. <laughs> the biggest news <laughs> from Arsenal Football Club <laughs> is the fact that Wenger has actually what's Wenger done in fact what has he done he's signed a two year contract he has indeed um, what's your opinion on that I'm happy for him because he seems really passionate about that football club Yeah. and I think that fans that are trying to get him out just because they don't like where Arsenal were being placed, mm-hmm. it's not really on him. Like his tactics and his passion hasn't changed. I think the players have some things that they have to answer for. And also since yeah. doing relationship goals, my now knowledge of, of the people that are like hidden but are above the manager. Uh-huh. So Yeah, so there's loads of debate about this guy who owns Arsenal as a major shareholder, Stan Kroenke. He's given Arsene Wenger or being responsible for giving him a new contract, but the fans are a bit annoyed at him because he doesn't come out and say anything. Maybe you don't want to be a public speaker. Maybe not. But then you also said they're annoyed that he hasn't he hasn't changed his tactics or something, but you've also said he, he started in 1996. Yeah. So he needs to be changing. Time. Like he, I think he's really good, but he's just a bit stuck in his ways and a bit stubborn like. Yeah, but I don't think he's bad. Like I, I actually think no. if they'd have got somebody else, they could have gone worse. Well, it's like you see with Man United since Ferguson's left, they haven't been in the Champions League, mm. so it's yeah. not necessarily a good thing. I think they need thing. to stop blaming it all on a manager. So in other news, Jessica, Arsene might have signed a two-year contract, but it looks like it could be a summer of a managerial merry-go-round. <laughs> That was clever. (laughs) Oh, you said it. Managerial (laughs) merry-go-round. So, do you know what I mean by that? All swapping. Pretty much, yeah. Because we've already had a few managers um, handing their resignation. Oh, right. Okay, I know Hull did. Hull manager did, yeah. Well Uh, done. Swansea did. Not quite. So we stick with the Hull manager, Marco Silva. He's actually went somewhere else in the Premier League. Oh. Crystal Palace. Close. Watford. 
I would have never got that. No. <laughs> so Marco but Silva's... that means I do know that the Watford manager gave their notes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, they told him he was, like, leaving. And what did he say? He kind of got sacked. What? Wait. <laughs> there was a bit of... Aren't Watford known for, like, I think my dad was telling me this, that they just always get rid of the manager after every season. Yeah, there's since this new like these new Italian people have come in and they've taken over Watford, they're quite dush, dush, dush. vicious, yeah. Well not vicious, but like they get rid of the managers quite Do they not quickly. think maybe if they stuck with something they could maybe do a bit better? They're quite lucky to be in the Premier League. Yeah, so you could say they're doing well at even be in the Premier League. And he was called Walt Walter Mazzari, their manager this year. He uh, he was a bit crap really. Well he's like manager. But the guy they had before that was good. The guy they had before that yeah. That's what Dad said. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. But I think Watford fans didn't really like Mazzari because he, he's Italian and he never really learned the language. So all his press okay. co- conferences were in Italian and stuff. But, but you want to like, hear from the manager of your football club? Yeah, maybe he found it really hard to do. <laughs> well, yeah, so why did they employ him in the first place? Because he should be working, he should be speaking English every day, you would have thought. However, I think it was last season or the season before, Watford were the first team in Premier League history to field every one of their starting 11 was a different nationality. Oh, wow. There's a fact So Silver something's gone to Watford. Marco Silver's went to Watford, yeah. Okay. From Hull. Who else? Big Sam. Is quit completely. Apparently so, yep. He's saying he wants more time at home. Uh huh. And obviously, if he's like from the north and he was managing Palace. Yeah. Which is a London club, yeah. you might just want to spend more time at home. Also, I think someone's maybe said, look, we let you manage Crystal Palace because they needed a manager. But really, you still did dirty <laughs> in the... Was it tax evasion? It wasn't tax evasion, it was something to do with like player ownership and how... Yeah, so it's really like you're lucky that you're still sat in your living room, Sam, so... Yeah, to be fair, we'll go with that. But I think it was... A, I don't really think someone's told them that. I think maybe... He wanted to like get his reputation back, and he's managed to do so by keeping Palace in the Premier League. And then he's like, "Well, now I need to go and pretend go out, I didn't do anything dodgy." Yeah, go out on a high, so to speak. Because it was a, quite a big shock to Crystal Palace that he's left. And there was talk, you're right, of Marco Silva, the whole manager, going there, going there, but he's went to Watford instead. Mm. So, so who's going to Crystal Palace? It's yet to be decided. Oh. And then another one of Sam Allardyce's former clubs. We're also without Sunderland. Yes. David Moyes left. Why has he gone? He, again, he was just Doesn't a Doesn't want the fight of getting him out of the Champions Probably League. Probably not. Oh, not the Champions League. Championship! Oh! <laughs> Sunderland fans will wish they were in the Champions Why League. Why do they put them in such similar names? Yeah, fair point. You could say that maybe he's bottled it a little bit. Maybe it was the fact he doesn't have a lot of money to spend, but... I can imagine Sutherland fans are a bit annoyed, really, mm. because he was crap all season. He should have left and at Christmas. And that's now twice now that they've got left at the end of a season, two years on the trot. Great knowledge. Great knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So Allardyce left them last season for England, and now obviously David Noyes has left them. Again, there's like few candidates for their job. Who? Do I know any? Kevin Phillips. Who's he? He sounds like a decorator. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he come from? Um, he used to play for Sunderland and he, he won the Golden Boot. 
years oh. ago, like the first Englishman to do to score loads of goals in Europe for a and long time. And he used to play for Sunderland. And he used to play for Sunderland. Oh, he's going to get it, isn't he? Yeah, but he's never really had a managerial job in the past. I don't think they're, they're not in a picky position, are they? No, there'll be other people with more experience, but I think as a His Sunderland fan... His passion will arise their uh, experience. Something along those lines, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the, I think it, they'll sell more season tickets and the Sunderland fans will be a bit more hopeful and like get on board. And is he from Sunderland? Nah. Where's he from? Phew, put us on the spot a bit. No, here, I'd, like, only because I'm just Northern saying, it. I think this does go into it a lot of like people thinking, do I want to live in the cold up north all year round? It's not like <laughs> Siberia or something, it's not that much colder. <laughs> But at least he's lived there and he's lived through it, like, aye, so he knows what he's getting himself in <laughs> yeah, for, Yeah, like. that's what I'm more meant. I think some people go there and they're like, oh, I don't want to be here longer than a year. Yep. Well, slightly off topic, but Gary Neville in the past talked about football clubs moving their training facilities to London. To try and... To try and, like, attract... Yeah. ...a better profile of players. Because, like, northern teams, like Sunderland, Newcastle, Middlesbrough to a certain extent... They're bigger football clubs than some of the football clubs in London. Yeah. But some of the football clubs, like I would say the likes of Watford and Crystal, Crystal Palace, Palace yeah. yeah, are becoming bigger football clubs yeah. because they're in London or close to London. Yeah. Right, Jessica, so even though the transfer window is not open yet, some teams have been getting ahead with their business. What does that mean? They've been... Signing players. Even though you're not allowed to? No. Well, that's not on, is it? Well, it's not frowned upon because they just unveil them once the transfer window is open. It's not technically open yet. But it will be all the people that got more money that will be doing it. It won't be the smaller clubs. Yeah. They're ruining football themselves. (laughs) Well, you could say that because it is a ridiculous amount of money that a lot of the clubs are paying for the players. So you used to be able to buy footballers whenever you wanted, whereas now there's two times in the season where there's a, the transfer window is open. And why did they bring in that rule? That's a really good question. Which is probably because they brought in that rule to make it more fair for everybody, I presume. Probably, so you can't just go out and buy someone in the middle of the season. Yeah. Yep. So I'm presuming this is going to be people like Chelsea... Man United that are well. Really there's talk, talk of the Man City's the main one at the moment. I get your point, but Man City you're paying like forty million quid for footballers, but a team, a lower team, wouldn't be able to afford that anyway. Yeah, but then like this, that all it's going to end up is those lower teams are never going to get their way up because so there's you've got Gary Neville. But, you're but saying Leicester. on one hand is saying. We need to make the training grounds in London so that northern teams are getting a crack on. But then you've got a northern team trying to do a massive sale before it's even actually supposed to be time to do it. Yeah, but they just... I didn't think... I win. I didn't think you'd be that against... I think it's really cheeky. (laughs) They're just getting ahead to look look ahead the next season. Mm -hmm. I don't see anything wrong with it. No. What I do find wrong, what I actually want to talk about before you went on a rampage about this, (laughs) was the fact that, like, they bought one player for £40 million, no, £45 million. They're about to buy another one for £40 million. Who are Man City? Man City. And then they've bought a goalkeeper for £34 million. Bloody hell. So it's like (gasps) £120-odd million And do they have that money or they're just being debt and it doesn't matter? But they're, they're one of the richest football clubs in the world, aren't they? 
Yeah, but, but but as I learned the other day on the scale thing, and you were talking to me about it, mm-hmm. that actually a lot of those teams that are high up are it's a it's a debt. Yeah. It's not theirs, whereas Arsenal aren't in any debt at all. They might have some debt, but compared to some big football clubs, Arsenal's quite a well-run club financially. Hmm. But yeah, it's just like getting a bit ridiculous. Yeah. £40 million and like... But that's because they're trying to persuade that person to go to them before the thing is officially open. If yeah, they waited till it was officially open, they probably wouldn't need to bid so much, no? No, they would. If not even more, because then there'd be other teams after the players. Well, then... But no, there's other teams after them still. That money goes to the football club. They still pay their footballer a stupid amount of money. Ugh. <laughs> They're just ruining it. Yep. It is getting a bit ridiculous. But it's through television and all the money that... Who are brings. these... Who are the... Who's the goalie, for example? Edison from Benfica. And who, who does he play for right now? Benfica. What's that? It's a team in Portugal. Right. Like, they're in the Champions League. They're, they're a good... They bring through a lot of good young players. But, like, it's the world record for a goalkeeper. I'd never really heard of him before. And Does then, he want to come over here? Well, he's probably going to get 200 grand a week. I know, but you've got the sun out in Portugal, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, but then it's mad because they paid all that money last season for Barcelona's goalkeeper, Man City, and then he was crap. I think... And they've still got Joe Hart. Mm-hmm. I think there should be a thing of you can't go over a certain amount in a, in a when you're buying a player. Yeah, that's a really good idea. UEFA or FIFA did bring in this like financial fair play rules, but they can't be that strict if Man, Man City's managed to buy three players for pretty well, much 40 is, million quid. Is it not a bit like they pay FIFA and then they get away with it? Like ah. this thing... A couple of episodes ago, was all dodgy that with this French player and the French team doing the uh, dodgy deals with Man United, and it suddenly all gets swept under the carpet because Man United probably paid the fine to FIFA. It wasn't with Man United, but I get Who where you're going. With? There was Newcastle and West Ham involved. Oh, sorry, Man United, I'll take that back, but still. <laughs> but yeah, because FIFA is known to be a little bit corrupt at times, so you could say maybe City's just giving them backhanders. Yeah. But then. Everyone like, else I did say to you when that what? thing happened with the French thing, for them to be that confident about it, it obviously happens all the time. This is just a similar thing again. Oh, you mean with the agent? Yeah. Man United. So I take that back again, Man United. <laughs> it was you. I, you. I think Man United are listening as well, so I'm pleased, <laughs> I'm pleased you've cleared that up. Especially that grumpy little shit. <laughs> What's even more ridiculous... I can't believe how wound up you're getting about it. Real Madrid <laughs> have actually signed a player. They want Vardy. Are they taking him? Atletico want Vardy. Uh, is he going to go? Possibly. Who knows? Aww. So Real Madrid have signed a teenager from Brazil. Who... I've heard about him. He's got a big curly mop, hasn't he? He's got loads of curly hair. I'm not sure. He's 16. He, he might be 16. I saw him on uh, the telly. You'd gone out the room and left it on. <laughs> But he's never actually played in the first team yet for his team in Brazil. And Real Madrid have paid £36 million for him. Oh my gosh. Well, they're about to ruin his life. Yep. Because a 16-year-old cannot handle that amount of money and fame. Oh no, no. He's staying at... To be fair, that's a good point. He's staying at um, his Brazilian club for the next couple of years. 
And then it's like he's promised to go to them. And then, yeah. Well, he then might not, it might have changed his mind by then. All I'm going to say to this kid, if he's listening... <laughs> <laughs> he's probably sitting next Remember to the... Remember, what, what happened to little Bow Wow and Aaron Carter, eh? Oh, wow. <laughs> On that note... <laughs> Right, Jessica, I know we usually do predictions. Mm. However, unless we're going to predict, like, the Estonian Premier League, the season's over with. I'm but... actually upset about that. What? This is not, like, any games at all. I've just said... No, I mean, like, like, so they don't even, like, you know, every few weeks just have a game. <laughs> no, they're all partying in Dubai and Las Vegas, aren't they? Why? Why are they there? Because it's the end of the season. Yeah, so they're on the holidays. I mean... Oh, right. I thought you meant literally they are in Dubai. Well, pretty much every footballer that you look at on Instagram is in Dubai or Las Vegas. However, there will be games like England are playing Scotland in a few weeks' time and there's qualifiers, but we can go through them when it comes around. around. However, because we've kind of focused on managers, and I know you love predicting, I thought we could predict the next Crystal Palace manager... And the next Sunderland manager. Okay. Go for it. What? <laughs> I thought I wouldn't be so mean. I'd give you the... Jimmy Nail. He's not going to manage Sunderland, is he? <laughs> he might, he's a jotty. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, starting with Crystal Palace, I'm going to give you the three favourites and their odds. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, third favourite... You've got an ex-Man City manager, Pellegrino. I've heard of him, haven't I? Or is it just because it sounds like that lemonade drink? Yeah. Probably, yeah. So he's six to one. So if you put a pound on him, you, you win six back. Are okay. you with me? Right. Then we've got Gary Monk, second favourite, at four to one. Just quit Leeds United. Okay. Okay. Who, who haven't done very well, though. So whoa, 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 whoa. Leeds done quite well this season. And did they? Sorry. They fell away towards the end. They're staying in the championship, though. Yes, and well, don't forget it right the first time. They're staying in the championship, but they weren't really expected not to. Okay, okay, okay. So you've got Pellegrino, 6-1, to one, Gary Monk, 4-1, to one, and then the favourite at 4-5 to five is Sean Dyche. So if you put £5 on Sean Dyche, you only win £4. Um, who is he? Manages Burnley at the moment. You'll have seen him shaved head, gingery, gaudy. Just why, a normal why, why bloke. Do people, why are people thinking he's the most likely to get it? Because he's done a really good job with Burnley. Under, like, not not having a lot of money. And where are they? They're in the Premier League. Ah, oh, OK. He's got them promoted. This so is you got them promoted, decision. then they got relegated, then they got promoted straight back, and then they've stayed in the Premier League. But I no. was going to go with one, and now I've changed my mind. OK, so... For Palace, the next manager of Palace you're going to go with? Daesh. Daesh, lovely. But then that will set up the managerial merry-go-round again. Yeah. Because then Burnley will be looking for a manager. They can have Monk. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Sunderland, we've got three contenders for the job. I thought I'd put Kevin Phillips in there. He's a bit of an outsider. He's 16 to 1. Right. Second favourite, you've got Ryan Giggs. Oh, wow. Yep, it's 6 to 4. Did he want to go there? Incidentally, probably, I don't know, but that's just reminded me because he's also interested in the Middlesbrough job. They're also after a manager. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then favourite, so Ryan Giggs is at 6-4. The favourite for the job at 4-6 to six is Derek 
McInnes. Who's he? I think that's how you say it. Exactly. Who is he? Oh, no one knows who he is. Well, he manages Aberdeen oh, in Scotland. I <laughs> know. <laughs> Apparently, from what I can read into it, he's done a really good job at Aberdeen. But obviously... So they've got a Scotsman, yep. a Welshie, and then someone who has played for the club yep. before, but is not of that descent. Yeah. So I would say, if I was a Sunderland fan, Sorry, I'd be devastated gosh. if Derek McInnes got the job. <laughs> Ryan Giggs, I'd be like quietly confident, because at least he's a big name and he knows And he has been... Uh, it, he did do the coaching for Man United, didn't yep. he? And he only left because of Grumpy. Yep. Another um, good knowledge. Good piece hmm. of knowledge. And then the risky bet and is And so Phillips. Ryan Giggs is saying he's interested in Sunderland I don't, or Middlesbrough. He has, I think there's been talk of him linked with both jobs. I haven't heard that he's said he's interested okay. or he's not Before interested. Before I make this decision, what are the chances of Defoe staying with Sunderland? He's already gone. Okay, so it's going to be Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for this episode. Join us next time on Relationship Goals. You can follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Relationship Goals Online or our Twitter at R Goals Online. That's like the letter R for Reading Royals. Or you can hashtag us, hashtag Relationship Goals Online. Goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. See ya.